Yeah, you know where to start it. You know what's up. We are live. We are back in action on a Monday, fun day night before kickoff of the Eagles and Commanders. The third and three podcast is here for some pregame action and our midseason NFL awards, baby. It is on. We'll look back at some of the answers we gave in August and compare it to the ones we give today if they have, in fact, changed. So it's time to look back in order to jump forward. Let me welcome in my partners on the mic. Tricky Nikki Gist in the house as always. Looking fabulous. How are we doing today? Oh, Donna? thank you. I don't feel it right now, but thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, you look it, so it's all good. You know all what? Right, thanks. Look good, feel good, act good. D, you know what that's all about. Yes, sir. Got to. And that's what getting a bonus episode this week makes me definitely feel very yes. good. It looks very good. Extra therapy this week. I love it. I don't even have to pay for it, man. It's a beautiful thing. I need this. This is great. Get my Fearman therapy over here. I love it. And yes, I am Jason Fearman, a.k.a. The Sports Prophet. This show, like all others, is presented by The Sports Column and brought to you by Reebok. Head over to 3rd3podcast.com. Reebok hook up. Let 3rd3 help you out with some holiday shopping on some cool kicks like Speed 2TRs or classic leather shoes, walking shoes, running shoes, whatever your feet desire, all at a discounted price by clicking on the Reebok link at 3rd3podcast.com. That's all you got to do. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here. We are ready to rock and roll. We have midseason awards to talk about. We'll probably get into a little bit of what happened uh, yesterday. As it's a Monday show, it's a little unorthodox for us. Hey, what's up, Ma? Glad you're in the house. Always beautiful thing. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we could talk about some things as we go through the awards, but we're officially doing our midseason awards. So back in August, we came out with who we thought it was going to be, even starting with the MVP, which is the ultimate category, right, guys? So... Right now, uh, answers may be different because I picked Lamar Jackson. Damian, you picked Josh Allen, who was looking like it for a while until he started fumbling the last couple of games all over the place. And, Nikki, you had Tom Brady, who's starting to (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Holy shit. At least the past game and quarter. What's up, Courtney? What up, man? I mean, hey, you know what? It's preseason. We all thought I had Tom Brady with you, like, leading the league in passing yards and – He's got what twelve touchdowns, two interceptions, uh, something like yeah, that. Yeah. But yeah, maybe not. Maybe not the MVP. I don't know. So, what about right now? Who jumps out to you guys, Nikki? I mean, you're probably thinking about changing uh, your mind on that one. So, who do you got? Uh, <clears throat> I would just like to, you know, let everybody know this should really demonstrate how objective I have become after two and a half years of podcasting. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Courtney. Okay. Um, listen, I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to win, and it pains me to have to pick an Eagle player. Believe me, it pains me more than anyone could possibly know. But I will give credit where credit is due just for sheer talent and athleticism. I really wish it was on any other team but the Eagles. Like, it just (laughs) sucks it has to be in my division. Um, But Jalen Hurts, he has a higher quarterback rating than Mahomes and Allen. So he's at 107.8, is a higher completion rating than the both of them. And he only has two interceptions on the season so far. So, um, and plus Philly's undefeated, which. D, you predicted, and I feel like it's like not a storyline. I don't, and I know we're coming off the game of the year last night and everything, but Philly undefeated. If that was any other team, it would be all anybody's talking about. Yeah, I guess you listen. I hear what you're saying. I don't know. Maybe because they haven't played the big time opponent yet, or they haven't been on Monday night football enough. They played the Vikings in week two. So maybe they don't have these standout games tonight. They're playing Washington, who they should destroy, but at least America's going to get to see it. So 
I'm with you. His statistics aren't gaudy, but they're winning the division. And again, a lot of it has to do with his rushing ability. And Courtney giving you praise okay. over here uh, for being a Giants fan and going ahead yeah. and giving that up to Philly. <laughs> we definitely want to hear your guys' opinion out there. Who you think the MVP is now, who you had earlier in the season. Uh, D, like we said, you had Josh Allen, and he is the MVP for the Buffalo Bills, no doubt. But it looks like he took a step back in the race. Yeah, I had him, you know, winning up until these last couple of weeks. And I think with him taking a step back, I have Patrick Mahomes taking that step forward. Uh, mm -hmm. Leading the league in passing yards so far with 2,936. Also leading the league in touchdown passes with 25. Seven interceptions. So not as low as a Jalen Hurts, but definitely not high. Also completing 67% of his passes. And also 215 rushing yards. We've seen him make a lot of plays with his feet this year. Some really big runs to keep drives going. And you know he's going to make three or four plays a game to just make you say, wow. That's why he's Patrick Mahomes. Um, so I got Patrick Mahomes right now. But I wouldn't be shocked if Josh Allen turns it around and puts himself right back into the MVP race. I think he could. He's got the ability. And what's up, y'all? Primetime. Glad you're in the house, bro. Um, yeah, we definitely want you guys' answers, too, to this MVP action right here. Um I think the thing with him is how healthy is he going to be? How much has that elbow really affected him? It didn't seem like it did yesterday, even though we threw a few bad interceptions, but he had the zip on the ball. Um, yeah. So you're going Patrick Mahomes. Look, between Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, it's like splitting hairs. But if I had to, I'd probably go Mahomes because I feel like he may be a little bit more worthy or a little bit more MVP-ish to his team than Kansas City or Jalen Hurts is to Philadelphia because Hurts is doing great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, he's throwing like – Perfect balls all over the place. His numbers aren't there. But I think the thing with Philly is, is that they have the running game to rely on, where Kansas City just doesn't. The running game is really Patrick Mahomes and either McKinnon or Pacheco or Clyde Edwards, who Hilaire, who got nothing yesterday. I mean, they really don't run the ball. So it's really all on Mahomes. And, again, you gave his numbers. He's only got seven picks right now. He's throwing the ball all over the place, 366 attempts. Mm -hmm. Um, completing 245. Look, the guy is doing unreal, 106 quarterback rating. I believe that's biased in the league. So I have to go with Patrick Mahomes on this one. And Courtney says, yeah, same thing with him. It's up to – it's Hurts and Mahomes. But I'm going to throw in a little a little caveat for you guys. What about Tyreek Hill? Nikki, does Tyreek Hill deserve some recognition of MVP for what he's doing and basically breaking midseason records right now? Um, yeah, no, of course he does. I just figured it would go to a quarterback, but I do have my own category of non quarterback MVP. So, um, ah, I like yeah, that. Maybe we should do that, but I just want to correct you real quick. Jalen Hurts has the highest quarterback rating right now. Oh, he does percentage points, right? I, yep, I think you're actually right about that because I think one man to are ahead of Mahomes right now, right? Yeah, Mahomes 106.1 and Jalen Hurts, just so I got it uh, 100% right. Where did he go? 107.8. Okay, all right. So, no, I'm glad you corrected me. We want the facts on the show. We try to do our best. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yep, Hurts and Mahomes. Definitely a splitting hands between the two of them. There's no doubt about it. So, let's see what we got next. Our next category, now that we're looking at Mahomes and Hurts as MVP, maybe Tua could be sneaky in there. I don't know about anybody else. Josh Allen definitely could come back. Lamar Jackson could come back. He doesn't have a whole lot of yards passing, but 16 touchdowns, six picks, and we all know what he does on the ground with his feet. So he, again, is as much an MVP to a team as you could possibly I think make. he will. I mean, literally, like, what? I mean, I had this discussion. Actually, we looked up the stats yesterday on Sunday. When's the last time the Ravens had a true number one receipt? I think it was 2012. 
they, like never they just don't seem to address this. So, I mean, talk about being so valuable to your team. Where are the Ravens if they don't have Lamar Jackson? Well, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a really good point. They're probably nowhere. I mean, to be quite honest, because he yeah. is the offense. They run it all through him. Primetime saying Saquon, uh, Nikki, you know, maybe he yes. should be in there. Well, yes, I, he's, I definitely have him down for a couple other awards for sure. Uh, we got we got plenty of awards to go, like Offensive Player of the Year Award, where we heard this back in August. Let me play it for you guys. Not a bad pick right there, Justin Jefferson, right now. He's looking pretty good. That was your pick back in August. Are you sticking with it? Because he is phenomenal. And yesterday, he was catching passes with, like, one finger. Yeah, no, nah, he's absolutely what? phenomenal. Uh, and if it wasn't for Tyreek Hill, my pick would be Justin Jefferson. Uh, yeah. I think he's, he's, definitely, he's living up to my predictions. I just didn't know Tyreek Hill was going to be out here you know, on pace to have 2,000 yards, you know. <laughs> so I got I to go with Tyreek Hill for Offensive Player of the Year. You mentioned – his stats, 81 reception so far, 1,148 yards. He is a little low on the touchdowns, only three touchdowns, but he's still right. out here dominating. And an underrated stat, he's caught 76% of the passes that have been thrown to him this year, which is really high for somebody getting as many passes as he is um, yep. targeted his way. Yep, it's really amazing. I mean, yeah, only four touchdowns like he talked about, but he is big 300 yards more than Cooper Cup. That's who's second on the list. I mean, what more do you want? He has been unbelievable. So like you, I mean, I went with Austin Eckler in the beginning of the year, and he's rushing the ball well. He's receiving the ball. You know, he's he's making things happen. But to me, Nikki, he's nowhere where Tyreek Hill is. And I mentioned him in the voting for MVP, possibly. I mean, damn. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> no, you would have to go Tyreek Hill now. Yeah, I think Tyreek Hill now for sure. Yeah. Courtney talking about two of the MVP. You know what? Why can't he be in there? He's got real conversation. Yep, that's a good one. I like that, Courtney. I like that. He's definitely in there. No question. No question. So, um, yeah, that's talking about offensive player of the year. Defensive player of the year. Let's see who we had when we started out in August. Um, I had Shaq Leonard, who hasn't been on the field that much, so forget him. Joey Bosa, he's had his injuries. That was you, Damian. Yeah. And uh, – Nikki, you went with Aaron Donald, who surprisingly we're really not hearing his name a whole lot right now. Oof, damn. I know. God, first. What was I thinking? <laughs> well, you were thinking that he's the best defensive player in the league, and that makes a yeah. lot of sense. So, yeah. you know, I guess, you know, you got to go, go out on a limb with mine. Yeah, yeah. I, we tried to a little bit, right? I'm with Shaq yeah. Leonard. He changed his name. I'm like, all right, well, we'll see. But he's a great player. But you know what? I think out of everybody right now, I don't know, D. It might be Matthew Judon from the Patriots. He's got some crazy numbers himself. Let me see if I can pick him up. I think he's got 11 and a half sacks. If uh, Let me see. Let me get to the sacks real quick. Um, yeah, Matthew Judon, 11 and a half sacks. He's got um, 35 tackles. And, you know, we're talking about a defensive end. He's made a lot of stops in the defensive backfield as well. So I know there's a lot of guys out there, but I think Judon is one of those guys that is sticking out on a Patriot team where they need the defense to come through big time. Yeah, no, that's a great pick. The Patriots defense has come through in a major way. That offense has not been good all year. You know, they had their moments with Zappy, but with Mac Jones, Mac Jones looks like he's regressed. So the fact that they're over 500 is all on that defense. Uh, I'm going to go with Michael Parsons, though, for my pick. Okay. Uh, Dallas's defense up till the last couple of weeks has looked really, really well. And, re and it's all about Michael Parsons getting to the quarterback, playing middle linebacker, 
playing in coverage. Like he does everything. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna go with Michael Parsons right now. And he's got eight sacks on the year, which is not too shabby at all. So that's yeah. that, look. And Dallas is one of the best defensive teams in the league, Nikki. So I know you hate hearing that. But that sure as hell makes a lot of sense. I can go with that one as well. We got Micah Parsons, Matt Judon uh, leading the league in sacks. Uh, is there anybody else that came to your mind, Nikki? No, I uh, unfortunately will go with Micah Parsons at this point. And just so everyone can stop coming at me, I have now picked a cowboy <laughs> and an eagle. Okay. <laughs> yes, she you has. all have come at me enough the past day. All right. So, my God. Most people on Twitter uh, were saying um, were saying to go with uh, with Micah Parsons. So you guys are right on that one. I would say most likely is the you know the general consensus out there. But we'll see. We got a long season to go. Um, we got Rookie of the Year also. Hold on, Rookie of the Year. I think we have a little tape for Rookie of the Year as well. Let me see if I can get to it. Coach of the Year. Oh, this is Coach, Coach of the Year. Dion Blast there for a second, just real quick. <laughs> nah, I definitely, like I said, I knew it was going to be a show full of me eating crow, so I was prepared. <laughs> not just, not just yeah, we don't have to do crow bites on <laughs> yeah. do right, right now. We're right now. Just do it right. You see, you're one for one. You had the Jefferson who's rocking out right now, and then, then yeah, you went for the Brandon Staley action, but that's okay. It happens. Um, yeah. Let's see who else we had. Um, let's see. Oh, well. You know what? If I could continue the actual coach, but you know, we'll just say it. Nikki, who'd you have to begin the year? Brian Dable. Yep. I have picked Brian Dable. I am still rolling with that. I don't care if it's biased. I, I don't think it's a question at this point. Like, I really, maybe Robert Sala for the Jets. It, I just, I don't know. I think Brian Dable has completely turned the Giants organization around. They went from a four-win team. Actually, every year was over by Halloween, and we're about to hit Thanksgiving in December, and we're playing meaningful football. Um, I think he's just completely changed the culture around. He has got to definitely be a consideration, Coach of the Year. All right. All right. Look, uh, Courtney agrees with you. He's saying Dable for sure. All right. For sure. Let's see. Okay. We got another one. Robert Sala. If a lot of people putting his name in, yeah. in the ring right now, he's doing a good job. Pete Carroll, maybe up until yesterday. But I think a guy that we don't talk about enough is Mike McDaniel. I think Mike McDaniel should be in the run for this thing also. I'm not necessarily Nikki should he win, but his name should be mentioned a hell of a lot more than it is because he has totally turned this team around, the offense especially, and that's a specialty. Yeah, no, I'm going to stick with Brian Dable. <laughs> I was just trying to get you to acknowledge that he's doing a good job over there. Sure, the the pipsqueak sure. that he is, yeah. but – no, D, he's, he's doing a good job. No, Brian Dable definitely should be like one of the front runners for coach of the year for sure. Yeah. I like the Mike McDaniel pick. Their defense isn't the best right now. So that may be something where people look at, uh, to, you know, to stop him from being coach of the year. The fact that they're, except for last week, they're pretty much in shootouts almost every every game. Um, but I'm going to go with Nick Sirianni, undefeated. Like it's yeah. hard to like it's hard to go against that as far as what you're seeing. And not only are they undefeated, but they're dominating teams. I know they haven't played, you know, a Buffalo yet or a Kansas City yet, but they have played Minnesota and they dominate them. And Minnesota looks yeah. like they may be a for real eight and one team now. Uh so when you look at that perspective, you gotta say, Oh, the Eagles are really up there. So Nick Sariani has to be in the running. 
Well, uh, I most certainly think he is because you guys know that I picked him preseason to be the uh, coach of the year, and I'm sticking with it, even though Brian Dable's doing a fantastic job. When you're undefeated, that's a whole different story right there. So being undefeated, I think, says a lot. And, you know, you win every game. I don't care who's in front of you. Nick Sirianni and company are doing it. So I'm going to stick with Nick Sirianni on that one, even though Brian Dable is a a great candidate and may end up winning uh, this whole thing. We'll find out. Um, comeback player of the year. Let's see who we had to begin this one. Actually, I think uh, Nikki actually kind of nailed this one on the comeback player of the year. Let me check it out real quick. Let me see. Have well. Oh, this is the rookie of the year. Hold on, hold Come on. Come on, Jay, with the drops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm, tr- I'm trying to bring it out there for it. But you know what, Nikki, you did pick Saquon to start the year. You did. Dame did. picked Michael Thomas, but it's not his fault that he can't stay healthy. And yeah. I totally whiffed on this one. I put Russell Wilson as the oh. here. That was a bad move, man. <laughs> that was bad. But I think that, you know, undoubtedly Saquon, 931 yards, leading the NFL in rushing yards. He's got six touchdowns on the ground. Um, he's got one fumble. That's not really a big deal. I mean, he's already touched the ball almost 200 times uh, just rushing. Mm-hmm. So, Nikki, um, homer pick or not, great call. Oh, I don't care if it's a homer pick. Uh, we got plenty <laughs> of homer picks on this friggin' show. All right. No, I mean, and I, yes, I've seen the the argument for Gino as well. I wouldn't be mad at that. Uh, I've seen Derrick Henry, you know, coming back from injury. I just think, listen, Saquon had such a long road and to know and to hear him say he mentally was really not in a great position and he feels so much better this year and he was ready to go and he was so frustrated with himself. I mean, there's back and then like, He's just straight up dominating. So, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, he's the front runner for me. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And we're hearing right now from Tommy and Courtney going back and forth over here in the chat line about, um, excuse me, about Geno Smith, uh, Damien. And Geno Smith has been something this year. I don't know what category, but it comeback is hard to say because what is he coming back from exactly? You know, I mean, he was basically second string quarterback, you know, backup quarterback for a while, wasn't hurt, but I think that he can be in the conversation because he is coming back from being known as a backup and now being a starter in the league where his team is actually in first place in the NFC West, which probably won't be lasting long as my 49ers are coming. But do you think that he belongs in that conversation or is he like in a different category altogether? I think he belongs because he is coming back from being doubted, right? He's coming back from people not believing in him. Uh, So it's not the same comeback as from an injury, but it is a comeback uh, in his own right. Now, I think Saquon deserves the award, so I'm going with Saquon as well right now because he's dominating. Uh, Gino's been yeah. very, very great, but Saquon's on a different level, man. And some of the, and the thing is, it's not like that old line is amazing. There's still times where Saquon's dodging tackles in the backfield and it has to create you know something out of nothing. Yeah. So yeah. because of that, I'm going with Saquon. Well, and another thing, you know, Saquon, everybody knows he's getting the ball and they still can't stop him anyway. The Giants have no passing game to speak of, and Saquon is still doing all of this. Almost had 1,000 yards at the midway point already. Uh, It's just really an unbelievable job, I have to say so far. Really just phenomenal. Geno Smith, for the record, doing great. Almost 2,500 yards passing, 17 touchdowns, and only four picks. Whoa. Those are really good numbers, and that's why people are even talking about him for the MVP for a while, which probably won't happen, but at least it's out there. And you got to give Geno Smith his props right now. He's doing a really good job. Doing a really good job. But, uh, all right, let's get to our next category. Let's see what we had over here. We did um, comeback player. Now we got to do the quantum leap player, and I will just start. Let's say rookie of the year. 
Do we do all right? We'll do rookie of the year first, and then we'll go to quantum leap. That's a good idea. Let's do rookie of the year. Okay. Uh, let's see in our categories. Rookie of the year. All right. All pretty good picks over here. Nikki, you had Chris Olave. He's balling out. I know it's on not such a good offense right now in New Orleans, much to the dismay of Damien. Damien, you picked a hell of an athlete, but they're not getting him the ball enough. And that's Drake London. And then we got Kenneth Walker, who I picked, which Nikki, I remember laughing at me. I'm like, oh, Seattle's going to be better this year than you guys think. She cracked up. She's like, wait, Seattle. <laughs> Screaming all over the game. I do have it on tape somewhere, but I don't want to waste everybody's time. But I did pick Kenneth Walker to be, <laughs> um, to be the rookie of the year. And I'm going to see if I can get his numbers right now. They're not phenomenal yet because he really just got the starting job about, what, four weeks ago? So 587 mm-hmm. yards, but he's got seven touchdowns on the ground, and he has become their workhorse over there. So uh, to me, rookie of the year, I think I'm still going to stick with Kenneth Walker because nobody else stands out to me right now at all. I mean, Brees Hall could have been in the running D, but he's out of there. Do you want to go to one of the wide receivers like, I don't know, uh, Garrett Wilson for the Jets? Um he's been balling. I, I don't know. I, he has been balling, but I don't know who who would be better if uh, if I haven't thought of anybody. And you know, Etienne's um, in his second year, but so we can't go there. But Kenneth Walker, yeah, man, Kenneth. I don't know. I'm sticking no. with him right now. I think. No, Kenneth Walker's not a bad pick, but for offensive rookie of the year, I'm going Damian Pierce. Okay. Uh, even the Giants coaches were talking about how angry he runs. They were like, I don't know who made him this yeah. angry, <laughs> but, he, <he's, laughs> but not. He's definitely an angry runner uh, so far this year. 772 yards, 4.7 yards per carry. And three mm-hmm. rushing touchdowns along with one receiving touchdown. He just happens to be in a bad situation, so people are going to overlook him. But Damian Pierce is an absolute monster, so I'm going for offense. Are we going to do defense as well? He is a monster. Yeah, we'll do defense as well. Yeah, right after uh, Nikki gives her rookie of the year uh, for offense, we'll do defense as well, of course. Yeah, you know, um, I'm going to stay with Chris Olave. I, I get your two picks, and I do have them as other options, but I will – just for the sake of being different, let's just stick with Chris Olave. He's not having a bad season. And I did say it might no, take like week six, seven, eight, you know, for him to get going. I have him in fantasy. So, you know, I was happy that I took a shot yeah. and got him damn near the end. So I'm, I'm going to stick with him. I mean, and another big thing is, again, because Michael Thomas has not played at all. Jarvis right. Andrews barely played. He's been asked to be the number one guy being covered by the number one cornerback. So given all that, he is absolutely a candidate, no doubt. It may come down to these two exactly. It really may win. Tommy thinks uh, over here um, that Olave should win. And getting to the defensive side, he's going with Sauce Gardner for defense. Woo, we, there, there's some really good defensive players out there, and some that you don't hear a whole lot based on where they're playing, like Trayvon Walker in Jacksonville, things like that. Um, Derek Stingley Jr., you're not hearing a whole bunch of that. He's got to work on his tackling, but he's a cornerback. Um, right now, it's definitely – man, there's a lot of guys going through my head, you know, defensively defensively do you think source Gardner is it Damien or are we thinking of somebody else yeah I'm going with sauce Gardner when you look at that defense the reason that defense is able to do what they're able to do is because their cornerbacks guard so well right and sauce Gardner as a rookie is leading the league and passes defense with 13 that's unheard of for a rookie cornerback to be that good where you can't even go at him because he's a rookie like you have to avoid him he's going to be one of those guys going forward that teams are going to have their game plans around to avoid because he's playing that well as a rookie. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Sauce Gardner because he, you, when you watch them play, you can see it's very few times where you're watching a game. Like, let me watch this cornerback play. Let me see what this cornerback does. Yeah. And he's right. one of those guys, yeah. He's one of those guys that you're like, Oh, let me tune in to see what sauce does today. 
Yeah, so he, some teams have taken chances on him, and he's batting balls down. He's taking on the best receiver. I remember he put on the cheese head thing. Uh, I remember all that. But, you know, um, Nikki, I, one other guy I have in mind, and he's not getting the recognition again because of where he plays, but Aiden Hutchinson is ripping it up in Detroit. He mm-hmm. is an animal in Detroit. He really is. But, again, it's the Lions, so nobody gives a shit. But I would throw his name in there as well. Yeah. Oh, I think you have to. I'm going to stick with sauce as well. But yeah, it's just funny, right? Depending on where you play. Like we just talked about how I feel like Philly doesn't get a lot of attention for being undefeated and having that great offense that they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hutchinson's lighting it up, but you're in Detroit. So it's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. He's in Detroit. That really is the whole issue right there. <laughs> and nothing but. There you so go. we recognize you on this show, and that's all that matters. There you go. That's right. Third and three says we're here. We understand. We get it. We get it. We know <laughs> it. All right. So now we have to quantum leap. Uh, yeah, we could do. Yeah, quantum leap player and team, right? All right. It also, could, I guess we could also throw in most disappointing team, just to throw in something different. There. Sure. Yeah. I like. Hey, let, let, this is the award show, baby. Let's keep throwing it out. Yeah. We get the awards out before everybody else can steal it from us. So there you go. Um, you guys both had uh, Trevor Lawrence, who in the beginning of the year, it looked like it's like, oh, this guy is going to take a quantum leap. But right now he's not. He's taking a little quantum fall, if you want to call it that. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't have the best receivers. Maybe I don't know. So you guys were And I was actually on board by saying, oh, that is a good pick. But I went with other one. You guys know who I went with. And Tua Tagovailoa has been destroying the NFL, like I said, top QBR, the whole nine so I don't really have to say much more. I think that he is the quantum leap quarterback of the year. I really defy you guys to say another one. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's you're you're right. You have every right to to brag about that pick. Uh, he def, he definitely has made the biggest leap. Uh, looking at this year, 18 touchdowns, only three interceptions compared to last year where he had 16 and 10 throughout the whole year. Yeah. Uh, so when you can when you look at those numbers, that's definitely a big quantum leap right there. And imagine if he never got hurt. You know where his numbers would be, uh, so you, you definitely got to look at two and say he's taking that quantum leap. <laughs> why is Tommy trying to get me all mad over here trying to see that Gino's the quantum leap quarterback? Nah, Gino, no, Gino that's, a, that's a decent pick. That's a decent it pick. I wouldn't say he's he's more than than Tua, but he did take a leap from the bench to being a good starter. That's a pretty good leap. It is. That's a big leap. That's <laughs> more than right loose him down. That's a big leap. Yeah. I think you has to you have to like put him in the conversation. Definitely. Yeah. Even after the numbers we just went over, what was it? 17 touchdowns, four interceptions on the yeah. year. Uh yeah, I mean Gino's right up there with I mean, everything. but Tommy has a point. I mean, I guess Gino did go a little further <laughs> from the bench to then Tua. Yeah. 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 Well, Tua went from the hospital bed to the field, so I don't know how much <laughs> to be honest, but no, both both good calls right there. So Tommy, I'm yeah. liking it in there. And what's Who up? Who else would really be a quantum? Wait a minute. Okay, not a quantum leap, but can we give Daniel Jones baby leaps? Yeah, I, 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 I mean, baby leaps. Quantum baby. steps. Quantum steps. He went from <laughs> crawling to walking. And yes, prime time. Miami is 14 and four in their in their last 18 games because of. The quantum leap quarterback of the universe. <laughs> Two of time well, making me look good for a change. I love it. No, but last year, last year when they went on that little streak last year, we all yeah. kind of doubted because they had a very easy schedule when they won like six out of the last seven or whatever it was last year. And this year is like, oh, this team's legit. 
this team we know can win. Because last year, I was one of the main people, like, once they play a real team, they're going to get destroyed. What happened? They played Tennessee, got destroyed. This year, they're a real legit squad. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Totally different story this year, no doubt. And we were trying to think about who's going to be legit squads and who's going to take their quantum leap forwards as far as the team goes. And guys, not good. None of us did any good with that. You guys, oh boy, you both picked uh, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, which again, I was like, okay, that sounds pretty good. And then I went ahead and I picked the Detroit Lions, me bragging all year, all season long. My like, Lions are going to be in the playoffs. Watch out, Goff, St. Brown, you know, DeAndre Swift. Wow, was I wrong on that one? Yes, I know that they just beat uh, Green Bay and they just eat that a win over Chicago, but they're not going anywhere. They're what, three and six? So, yeah, I really messed up on that one, Nikki. Bad job out of me. And you called me out on it. So, I'll give you credit there. Because <laughs> you were so adamant. I was. I just remember D and I sitting here. Like, I mean, you were just like, like, you knew this, like you were the prophet <laughs> and you found Doc Brown and you got in the DeLorean and you had the almanac or some shit and you came on this show and you were like, Detroit is going yep. to the playoffs. So it was yep. like, yeah. whoa. Yeah, I was no, all about so, it. You know, we, we, we kind of got it wrong, but uh, I guess you gotta give it to Jets and the Giants probably this year, right? Or... We're hearing from Mr. Primetime. What about the Minnesota Vikings? That's interesting. They weren't in the playoffs last year, and now they're eight and one. They just won in Buffalo. Yeah. That's an interest. That's a quantum leap right there. That's not bad. Yeah, is no, it you got, quantum? It is quantum because you think about it. They went from not in the playoffs to now they may be the one seed. That's a that's a quantum leap. Like Philadelphia, as they're undefeated right now, but Philadelphia can lose two in a row, and next thing you know, Minnesota's right there. Yeah. Um, so Minnesota's definitely there, but the Giants and Jets for sure. Like the Jets, that's no one expected the Jets to be any good. Like the Giants, people expected to take steps forward, not to be this good, but to take steps forward. No one expected the Jets to do anything like this. So the Jets probably be my team, but Minnesota's definitely right there for sure. Yeah, I think I would have to probably go with the Jets on that one. Minnesota's right there. They're playing remarkable. But, you know, as far as the Jets and you look at their quarterback, you're like, oh, what the hell? They got to play like in spite of him, like the freaking 49ers have to do with Garoppolo. Yeah. It's like, just don't throw the ball a lot. Let's run the ball all over the damn place and play some good defense. But, you know, Robert Sala there, again, coach of the year candidate. And the Jets, you know, comeback team of the year candidate or, you know, whatever you want to call it. But, what about the most disappointing team? And we can go to a lot of them. And, I, you know, Nikki, I would have jumped out and said Tampa Bay, but they won their last couple of games, and now they're starting to look a little bit better. And we remember when they won that Super Bowl a couple of years ago, after they had their bye, they really caught fire, and they didn't lose a game yeah. again for the rest of the year. Am I saying that's going to happen now? No, I'm definitely not. But I wouldn't put them there. I right would be so annoyed if Tampa Bay went on a run right now. So oh, I know oh, you would. You would be so <laughs> you would be, mad. You would be the most pissed off person on the planet. There's no doubt about it. No doubt. <laughs> oh, my God. But as far as a team, I mean, all right, to throw a few out, Look, Tommy just said it. The Colts are definitely a disappointment. Let's see if Matt Ryan can revive them a little bit along with Jeff Saturday, which is crazy. I mean, if Jeff Saturday has to get there and play center, then he will if they're going to win. He'll do whatever he wants. I feel like he absolutely will. He, he would. He'd do it in RP, just for like 10 snaps a game or something yeah. like that on really important plays. <laughs> God bless Jeff Saturday. My God. Um, so, yeah, teams. Some people thought the Raiders are going to be really good. What a shit show they are, you know, no yeah. doubt. They're disappointing. The Packers are absolutely disappointing. Um, you can still say Tampa Bay is disappointing. The Rams are another team. They're disappointing. Yeah. But their offenses look crappy all year. So I don't know. How about how about all these teams? Nikki, you wanna you wanna give it a go? Uh primetime saying the Rams over there that they're yeah, the Rams. I guess for me, really, because I was so high on them. I thought mm -hmm. they were just gonna kind of keep rolling, but 
it was like the Cooper Cup show, and he's hurt now, right? So I don't know, yeah. really know what they're gonna do. Um, but Denver, I just I I, I can't quite mm. figure out like. Yes, Nathaniel Hackett. Like, uh, uh, here's the thing. Like, Russell Wilson just like didn't become bad all of a sudden, right? Like, how, huh. how does he go from like all, like having these great seasons? Okay, except his last one in Seattle. Fine, we get that. He was unhappy. He wanted out. But it's just it. Something's just not working, and it's that that team has not developed the way I thought they would at all whatsoever. And Tommy's agreeing with you right there. You know about the Broncos. It's no, you know that's a good candidate. Also, you know they they're total disappointment. Imagine the two teams in the AFC West. Everybody thought that all four teams are going to come out. Damian. Yeah. So yeah, we, we went through a few, and I don't maybe maybe the Packers are top for me because I I, I didn't see this shit coming. I know that they got lucky yeah. and they won a game against Dallas. And Christian Watson had three touchdowns. That's three more touchdowns than they've had for probably the rest of the year. Couldn't believe that even happened. So I don't know. Who do you think is, you know, the most disappointing out of them all? Man, I would have to go Rams. Like, my yeah. Saints are definitely up there as well because a lot of people had the Saints making the playoffs. Uh-huh. But the Rams, to come off a Super Bowl and look this bad, mm-hmm. like, they have no shot. They don't look like a team that has a shot at all. Nope. Uh, they got, got blown out in the backup QB bowl yesterday. And, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> so this this team, man, I have no idea they were gonna be this bad. The offensive line, we knew they had lost some pieces, of course, where you know Wentworth retiring and OBJ being hurt, but to be this bad, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have to go to Rams as most disappointing. Yeah, man, I, I'm I'm probably with you guys. And again, I I wasn't one who was gonna be high on them during the year, even though I did have them slotted in it as a wild card team. I, I thought they would be better than this, but it's just bad. No running game. Defense is really no good. It's Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald and, you know, some Leonard Floyd, and that's really about it. It's, just, it's it's not happening. It's really not happening. So, yeah, kind of a disappointment, you'd have to say, for them over there. But um, The Chargers. The Chargers? Yeah. I mean, they still – what are they, five and four yeah. right now? So. They, let's say they're still in the playoff race. But yeah. you could say the whole AFC West as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> like just, yeah. yeah. I think you yeah. could. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, yeah, Indy makes sense is a good one too. Um, some people may have been a little bit. How about you know what? The Bengals are only five and four. They're really nothing special right now. That's true. They are special. I, they I can see them like starting to turn it around. They had this huge game with Joe Mixon went off before the bye. Yeah, so yeah. I can see them maybe starting to turn it around for them. Well, let's see if they do. Let's see if they do because I don't think Baltimore is going to be slowing down. They got Roquan Smith to play on that team. I think that's a pretty hot move right there. And if Baltimore can get more healthy, and we'll save that for our show on Wednesday, of course. And guys, here we'll be back on Wednesday. We still have a few more things to do over here before we get out. But I got a couple other things written down, guys. But did we hit every category that we needed to, or did I miss one? Um, are we updating our Super Bowl picks, or are we just gonna let well, that be? You know what? I, Why don't uh, we do I definitely got to update mine for sure, especially NFC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys have to do yeah. that. Um, I'm gonna stick to my guns. I had Bills and uh, and Eagles. I'm not going to change it. I think that the Bills have been, even though right now, I think that Kansas City is the better team. They really, they really are. I think that I, ha- I have to stick with my guns and my gut. I said Buffalo, Philly to begin the year D. I'm going to stick with it then. No, nah, it's a great call. Uh, my pick for the one seeds were Buffalo and Philadelphia. Now, Buffalo might not yeah. get that one seed, but Philadelphia looks like they were on their way. Now, my Super yeah. Bowl pick definitely was not good. It was Bills versus Saints. <laughs> so I definitely got to update that. I'm going to stick with the Bills and AFC. Uh, like you said, Kansas City might look like the better team, but like we were talking off camera before, the Bills have beat themselves in all these games they lost. They right. haven't truly just been beaten yet. 
Um, so because of that, I still believe in them. So I'm going to go Bills. And now the NFC, I don't want to take your pick, so I'm not going to go Eagles. That's but okay. They, definitely look, like <laughs> they look great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they look great. Uh, but just not just to be different, I'm going to go Bills versus – ooh. Go with the boomer like ball. Go with the boomer <laughs> ball. <laughs> Uh, you could you could go you could go 49ers there. They look pretty good, but I just don't trust Jimmy G in big time playoff games. Uh so I'm a I guess yeah, I gotta still your pick, man. I gotta go Bills Eagles too. I gotta there I gotta jump go. on your side with that one. You know what, <laughs> Nikki, before we get to before we get to your your, your pick, it, it's really hard to see any other team. I mean, maybe the Cowboys, but I don't really believe in them enough to, just to stop. No, I don't the <laughs> Cowboys are going to the first round. Come on. That we're, starting to, say, we're starting to see that that pattern we see every year with the Cowboys, where now the defense yeah. is giving up more points. Dak isn't yeah. playing as well. And next yeah. thing you know, they get to the first round and they're the underdog yeah. at home. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy likes Dallas and Buffalo. I don't know. But, you know, mm-hmm. I just unfortunately I just lost my train of thought over there as, as uh, trying to get a trying to make a point across, but that's okay. I'll let it go. <laughs> I'll let it go. And Mr. Primetime has Minnesota and Kansas City. Wouldn't that be something? You know, that's well, funny because I changed mine to that. To so, Minnesota, really? Yeah. Oh. Last night changed it. I wasn't sure if we were doing it, and I was like, I think I need to update. I think I had Buffalo, Tampa Bay. And I probably could roll with Buffalo, but for the sake of maybe a little entertainment here, so we all don't have the same thing, because I know you think D and I are in cahoots. You are. I'll roll with Minnesota, Kansas City. But I reserve the right to change that when we put <laughs> in like yeah, course, come, come playoff time. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to make yeah. it again when playoffs yeah. exactly. But I'll I'll roll with that for right now. No, but that is interesting. Me D, when I was asking you the question, Minnesota didn't even pop up. You know, it's so funny how we still think that they're like a little paperweight champion because over there. Playoff like times, uh playoff games happen in prime time. And we know we don't yeah. trust Kirk Cousins in prime time. That's, <laughs> that's, right. that's right. We got prime time here joining us on the show, but that other prime time, no, not working. You guys see his dance <laughs> on the plane? Yeah. <laughs> Someone, I gotta with say his, with his chains on. Yep. Yeah, he yep. looks pretty good with no <laughs> shirt on. I might add it oh, to the list. Might... We, got, we got 25 oh, to the no. list now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the top 20. The top 20. I mean, yeah. it wasn't bad. But Minnesota's an interesting one. I mean, they needed a signature win, and they just got it. So there it you go. No, it was no uh, Chris Carson, but, I mean. Hey, hey, Nikki. Nikki, that's the only thing with Kirk Cousins, though. Like, I could imagine doing some adult things. He's like, you like that? I don't think. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. No, <laughs> I don't know I mean, how do you not bust out laughing. laughing. <laughs> beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. All right. Well, before we get on out, because um, I know today's a quick show. We'll be back on Wednesday doing our picks, our freaky fantasy draft, everything and all that good stuff. Um, I've been going over the top players in the league, and that's just playmakers, anything. So whatever position, playmakers. And here's the quick list of top 10 that I came up with, not in any order whatsoever, but Tell me if you guys would kick someone out or tell me when I should even stop and say, you know what? No good. Here's what we got to bring in here. And I'll, I'll go down it quickly and then we'll do it slow again. I got Tyreek Hill, top playmaker, as one of them. McCaffrey, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Kyla Murray, Debo Samuel, Justin oh, Kyla Fiel. Murray. Yeah, as a playmaker. Playmaker. But that's okay. We'll get back yeah. to it. So there yeah. you go. There's one. Uh, Debo. <laughs> I think Justin Fields has put himself in that category as one of the top playmakers in the league. Am I too early on that? I don't know, but I got Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson to round it out. So I heard Kyler Murray immediately. And the reason why I put yeah. him in there is because he 
doesn't have a good offensive line. He's got one good wide receiver. I feel like he's got to run around a lot to make a whole bunch of plays. And that was the reason. But at the same time, I'm with you, D. I'm not a real big fan of Kyler Murray at quarterback. And I don't know. It was, it was hard to find somebody else. So that's why he kind of popped in there. And it's also tough. This is a recent thing, but they looked pretty good with Colt McCoy yesterday. I understand I know, it was yeah. against the Rams. Yeah. <laughs> but Colt McCoy, you're not, you know, Colt McCoy is not the athlete that Kyler Murray is, but he can scramble a little bit, made a couple plays with his feet. And next thing you know, he's making the plays on time. Like he's not doing too much. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's something that you have to throw in there is the fact they look better with their backup quarterback. And Kyler Murray is a great playmaker, but it seems like right now he just is making arguments, right? That's what you're seeing him arguing with uh, the coach. You already see him arguing yeah. with DeAndre Hopkins. So I would I would take Kyler out. I'm trying to think who else you could put in there. Uh, Michael Parsons, somebody if you you add a defender in there, he definitely yeah. could be in there as far as that. Yeah. So that's a good call by Tommy there. I did um, stick to offense. Kelsey Saquon, okay, uh, that that's yeah, good. Well, you should be in there. How dare sense. you? Yeah. How dare so you? Right, so I would take I would take Kyler out and put Saquon in. Yeah. All right, that's fair. Veto Kyler Murray, who he who does not study and needs it mandated. In his- <laughs> uh, can I ask you guys, did Justin Jefferson dethrone Odell Buckin Jr.'s catch, one-handed catch yesterday? Has he been dethroned? Ooh. I think it was better because he was more contested to make the catch. Yeah, that the fact that he still came down with that with the other guy trying to take it out of his one hand yeah. on fourth and 18, like that's the game. If he doesn't make yeah. that catch, the game's over. That's so true. I have to say because of the situation and the fact that it was being contested. And I don't know if you guys saw the interview with the defensive player after the game. He was so upset with himself. He's like, I just should have just knocked it down. I should have just yeah. knocked it down. It's 4th and 18. Yeah. I just got knocked the ball down instead of trying to catch it. But your instincts at that point, he's probably thinking, he didn't even see this Jefferson probably. He saw the ball. He's like, oh, because Kirk Cousins overthrew it. Let's be honest. He overthrew the ball. So yeah. the defender is thinking, oh, I got an easy pick. And the next thing you know, <laughs> this guy comes with one hand and just snatches away from him. So that's absolutely crazy. So I would say Justin Jefferson for sure. Yeah. But we also, if you're going on just to catch George Pickens on Thursday Night Football earlier this year, that oh one he made. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. That was oh. absolutely ridiculous. I understand <laughs> that, was- that catch didn't mean anything in the big scheme of things like this one did. But the fact that the way he, court- he was able to contort his body and turn and still catch it with one hand and control it like that, that catch was absolutely crazy. That's going to be that was- down like – highlights of one-handed catches and great catches that's going to be in the highlight reel forever so there's a lot this year to choose from oh yeah yeah i think with odell was we just really hadn't seen a one-handed right and like here he comes kind of out of nowhere it's like oh it's one-handed catch i mean end up with a freaking penalty on that but but still i think it was like we hadn't seen it yet right kind of not one like that yeah because most of the one-handed catches at that point yeah i saw randy moss do a couple crazy ones where randy would just catch it like just like this where yeah. you like, what kind of hands does this man have? <laughs> he, would, he would do those type of catches. Uh, so he's, but that one, that was the first of his kind, the Odell one, where he was fully stretched out, the, somehow got to the ball and still caught it with like three fingers. That was the first yeah. of his kind. So I think that's why it stands out so much. Yeah, that's, it really does. Yeah, that was, that was incredible. It really was. But now we see players doing it all the time, all over the place. But yeah. the degree of difficulty, it's just incredible. Um, yeah. yeah, some other honorable mentions real quick because we're about to get out of here. I put A.J. Brown, Jamar Chase, Alvin Kamara, um, Stefan Diggs. Um, I put in Kelsey and Saquon, Mark Andrews. Now, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, they don't 
screen playmaker, but they get the job done every time. So while they're really just north-south runners, uh, guys, I feel like they could belong somewhere in the top maybe 12 to 15-ish because without Chubb and without Henry, neither team is any good at all, in my opinion, Dick. Yeah. Yeah, I think you could put Derrick Henry in there because we know Derrick even though you know he's going to get four or five yards, we still know that he's capable of, boom, 50. Boom, 65. So he's definitely in there as well. Nick Chubb's also someone who can break out. Uh, Dalvin Cook's up there. We saw him break an 81-yarder yesterday. Yeah. Uh, So the the league is full of talent right now. That's the crazy thing how offenses have struggled and how we've been able to hit a lot of unders this year because offenses have struggled. There's still so much talent on the offensive side. So you really got to give defensive coordinators and defensive coaches a lot of credit for being able to, to really keep these offenses in check this year. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. And so I'm seeing a lot of referees swallow their whistles at times. Um, I mean, even last night's game, they, they weren't calling a lot of pass interference. Um, that Buffalo game, yeah. they weren't calling a lot. So, yeah, we, we said, you know what? I want to let them play. But then, of course, they miss a whole bunch of stuff. There's too many things they miss. I, your Giants could have totally stumble Mickey yesterday, but they didn't. They came out and they still took care of business. Yes. <clears throat> Made a sweat all the way through. And um, – <laughs> It, it, yeah, I, I liked seeing Brian Dable get fired up and get in everybody's face on the sideline. Like, I, you know, I'm sorry. Sometimes you just you need that. You're doing stupid shit. You're costing us games and the penalties were out of control, which was so funny because I had tweeted that Bill Vinovich has called the least amount of penalties in the past three seasons. And it's like I jinxed it because the entire <laughs> game was penalty after penalty after penalty. But uh no, good win for the Giants. Felt good about that. Um, had some Kenny Galladay tweets that uh, you guys hated me for all day today and all day yesterday. Uh, and let me just let me just take this one second. Not that any of you who came at me yesterday were listening. Not that I should even clarify. But my tweet about Kenny Galladay not having any chemistry with Daniel Jones was not specifically about a drop pass. It was two years worth of watching the lack of chemistry. It was being up close and personal through camp all summer, multiple times a week watching it. It was watching somebody's body language, listening to them at the podium, being there for the interviews, them not really giving a shit. So that's what that was. And man, did I have everybody come at me for that. (laughs) Woo! I got you guys mad. Put out content. A lot of crap comes back at you. Because, you know, they were like, oh, well, Mickey, you can't use this. Uh, Chemistry has nothing to do with a drop pass. And it was like by the hundredth person, I just wanted to be like, I fucking know. When did I say that? I didn't. (laughs) That's why the thing is, chemistry can have something to do with a drop pass as well. Like maybe the, you know, the wide receiver isn't used to the velocity that the ball is thrown at, right? People said that about Brett Favre back in the day. Like you have to get used to the ball coming that hard at you to catch the ball, right? I'm pretty sure the same thing with Josh Allen, quarterbacks like that, where you're like, okay, that ball came on me real fast. I have to get yeah. used to the ball coming on me. You know, it could be real fast or real slow, depending on the quarterback, right? I know people with Chad Pennington they're like, oh, I had to wait for the ball to get to take forever to get to me. Yeah. So it, it depends on who, <laughs> right. the, who the quarterback is. And maybe you have to get used to knowing when to put your hands up. You know, that's a killer, though, in the cold weather. Like, when it starts getting really cold, and if we're going to be playing, you know, games in Buffalo, Kansas City, all these cold weather places, whatever it may be, that's a problem. You got to like double up on your gloves right there because I, I remember, look, yeah. I ain't no superstar or anything, but even in a flag football game I was playing, yeah, there was probably the zero risk. Yeah, it hard, hard as a rock. I threw the ball and literally split this guy's fingers open. Not because I'm like amazing, because it was so freaking cold. And the ball, yeah. so 
you got to watch when you throw the ball so hard. And I've seen it with Josh Allen where he's throwing the ball too hard and it may bounce off a face mask or it bounce off the fingertips and, you know, like yesterday get an interception or something like that. So you got to know you have to have more touch. That's what I love about Tua. Tua brings absolute touch. Does he fire the ball in there? No, because he knows where his receiver is going to be. And he's got two guys in Waddle and Tyreek, Nikki, that can get open at any time that they want to. It's amazing. So I'd rather have a quarterback that can loft it in there and make that sweet little play and get it. Like Joe Burrow, he knows he's a very smart quarterback, guys. Nikki, he knows when that he's got to whip it and he knows when he's got to put touch on it. You can't always be throwing the ball as hard as you possibly can. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I agree with you. I just needed to clarify. Yes, Primetime did have my back. I know he did. Um, but you know how Twitter is. Yeah. 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 I mean, really, Mike, that's right. Mike Fink, you split fingers in Atlanta as time used to say over there. I mean, it's true. The harder you throw, sometimes the worse that it could possibly be. That's why you got to be careful, man. Again, these yeah. cold weather games are such a big deal. And you wonder, Miami's a team that's been showing us so much already this year. Can they go up? to Buffalo if they have to, even though right now they're in first place or go to another cold weather place, Kansas City, whatever it's going to be, and win a game there. There is something to be said about that. So Miami's got to fight their ass off to get the number one spot because I truly believe, Damian, as good as they are, that it's going to be really hard for them later in the year to go get those wins in January. I think Miami really needs to get that number one seed. And you know what? They're in a good spot to do it right now. I think KC is the only one that's got a better record than them at the moment. Yeah. Now they're they're in a good place to uh, maybe sneak up there. Kansas City, I can see Kansas City having one more of those games where you're like, what happened? Like when they played the Colts, yeah. how in the hell did they lose to the Colts, right? I can see them yeah. having one more of those type of games where you're like, okay, what what happened, Kansas City? And next thing you know, Miami's in the, the driver's seat to get the one seed. Now they still have to go to Buffalo and win, right? Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a tough one as well. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting with the AFC East what's going to happen. I know uh, New England is still going to be a tough out as well. So that that division is what we thought the AFC West was going to be, honestly. Yeah. Uh, it so it's it's going to be very very interesting to see what happens down the stretch. I'm really excited, and we got like really good football yesterday. I don't know if maybe it took longer than we expected because normally, like Nikki always says, the first four weeks are like the preseason, right? You get bad football. Seemed like it lasted longer this year, like to like week seven, week eight, before we start getting yeah. like really good football. Uh, and this past Sunday was really good. So hopefully we get that throughout the rest of the year and all the storylines we have going forward. I'm really excited about it. Oh, man. Yeah, we, had, here. We, had, we had a whole lot of good stuff going on this last week. And we still have a game tonight, Philly and Washington, that we already yeah. picked. We already picked. The game is in the books right now. So um, we all have Philadelphia. I don't think that anybody's going to hiccup over here. Uh, as far as that goes, so yeah, Philadelphia they should be what nine and zero after tonight or eight and nine and zero. My prediction, no, that's right. Nine Your prediction, nine and zero. That's right. So <laughs> talk about the profit, baby. I freaking love it, man. That's, <laughs> that's beautiful, and I love how you even had the patience to go through the schedule and be like, all right, they're gonna win, 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 and then what? Yeah, I think you had them losing against what Green Bay is their next game, and they're probably gonna beat them too. Yeah, probably will. So, yeah, they'll probably make me look wrong on that. So, I did. Yeah, I think I had them losing to Green Bay as their first loss. Right. Unless Green Bay starting to get it together. Unless this Dallas game was a sign of, you know, something that happened. But we'll see. Can they get it together? Talking about Tampa and Green yeah. Bay. Can either one or both of those teams actually get it together or make some sort of run? I, I, I don't know. It remains to be seen. But the thing about it is, again, the NFC is really not that tough. It just really isn't. Yeah. Again, Tampa Bay is okay. You know, Minnesota is really good right now, we, we believe. But after that, Green Bay, wild card. We got the 49ers. Seattle's a wild card. 
You know, I don't even mean yeah. that literally. I mean, I'm not even sure if they're actually going to make the playoffs. Did, Nikki, do you think Seattle has been overachieving this whole time and they're going to come back to earth? Yeah, I do. I feel like they're going to hit like a maybe three game stretch or something like that, where they're just going to kind of, it's going to level off a little bit for them. Listen, I think the East NFC East is going to send three. So right now it looks like they're going to right now. Yeah, I mean, it Tommy's saying the NFC is full of playoff teams. I don't see what they look. All right, fine. You got giants, Dallas and Philly. That, that's You got one from the NFC West. There's only one coming out of there. Only one coming from the NFC South. And then you talk about the NFC North where you got Minnesota and everybody else is under 500. It's really not a good conference. Yeah, no, it's not. So there's definitely – I could see Dallas and the Giants getting two of those wild card spots. So you have one that's up for grabs. And that could be the one where, you know, if San Francisco and Seattle continue to both do well, then one of those teams will get it. But if Seattle has that drop-off like you guys are talking about, that's when a Green Bay can come back. And make you that know, type Tommy, of run, so. we need to have you on. Tom, Tommy's got a lot to say. Yeah, come on yeah, one time. <laughs> well, Tommy, we, appreciate, we appreciate your participation too, Tommy, for sure. Yes, Tommy, we're gonna definitely give you a cordial <laughs> invite over there. Yes. So without a doubt, without a doubt. So we appreciate that. We love it. We love it. we love all the comments. It's a beautiful thing. And again, we can't do the show without you guys. We need you. Love you. Awesome, awesome. What's this? Niners, Cowboys, Eagles represent the top three defenses in the playoffs. That's quite possible. Like I've been saying, Philly's got both. Both sides of the line, offense and defense. Terrellism sports talk. Yes. So, yeah, my man Terrell, no doubt about it. Terrellism, that's how it is. But, um, all right, so we got a good game. Hopefully it will be a good game to watch tonight, guys. I don't know, but we all expect Philly to win this one. Wednesday we'll be back talking about that, getting into week 11 already. Holy crap, I can't believe this is happening. Freaky fantasy football drafts, our picks, our locks, our best bets, all that good stuff. We'll be back on Wednesday. Before we do that, we got to tell everybody what's going on with the rest of the week. So, Nikki, let's do it. What's happening? What's happening? Well, directly after this, I will be going to Tommy's in Bridgewater for the New York Giants Rush meetup party. Ooh. And so a bunch of Giants fans can sit there and, I guess, watch the Eagles win. Uh, sorry yeah. about that, everybody. <laughs> we did not pick the greatest Monday night game. But if you are in the area, please stop by. We will be there till. Well, I'm, I might fall asleep, but we'll, I'll be there as long as I can. So <laughs> stop by, have a drink. Of course, Wednesday, we will be back on air. I think we're going to have our friend Ryan from One and Done Radio, the special picks edition. He will be joining us. And, oh, I am doing Mind Your Pucking Business tomorrow Ooh. at 1 o'clock. Not about <laughs> hockey. They're doing a football segment. Um, then, of course, Sunday, Channel Side Bets at 11.30. Beautiful. Love it. Love it. Where's Nikki? She's all over the damn place. Beautiful thing. Yeah. Love it, girl. Still making time for a home at third and three. D, I know you got your thing going on. You had a nice controversy that you brought out today, getting people coming back at you and everything. But you put out the quotes, you put out the facts, and you back it up, man. I appreciate that. So, yeah, he's making reference to a video I made earlier today, which I posted on all the social medias, uh, talking about who I think are the most overrated athletes of all time. I pick one football player, one basketball player, and one boxer. So if you want to go check out and see who I picked for the most overrated athletes ever, go check it out at The Real Deal WDA. That's The Real Deal, W as in Whiskey, D as in Delta, A as in Alpha, on all social media platforms. Of course, I'll be back here Wednesday night with my two lovely siblings here for another yeah. episode of Third and Three. And then also The Real Deal with Damian Adams. I uh, will be dropping that one tonight after... Uh, the football game, do a little recap of 
week 10, along with some football talk and some boxing talk as well. So go ahead and check that out. And of course, the GSMC podcast as well. So just look up for the GSMC podcast network and you'll find me in the boxing and basketball section. But the real deal with Damian Adams, third three podcast, GSMC boxing and GSMC basketball. The reason you listen to these podcasts is because they keep you young. We just talked about earlier how Nikki's glowing right now. It's because right before the podcast, she was listening to one of my old episodes. And now she's glowing. The hair is flowing. It's because she listened to one of my podcasts. Jason looks young. Looks The beard is, is looking um, It's coming in real nice. You know why it's coming yeah. in real nice? Because he listens to my podcast, all right? So make sure you go ahead and listen to The Real Day with Damian Adams so you can have your beard come in like Jason or you can have your hair flowing like Nikki, all right? <laughs> I love it, man. D is the best. I love it. That is great. That is great. All right. Power 32 is around at sporadic times, but again, third and three is where it's at. Every Wednesday night, give you a little special Monday night action. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. We love the comments. Keep it going. We'll be back Wednesday at 7 o'clock Eastern time. So be with us as we get you ready for week number 11. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Week 11 already? Nice. My God. Well, enjoy a wise here, everybody. NFL football boys and girls, we're out for now. Give them the wave, Nick. See Bye. You.